So we got the new person at work, right? Mm-hmm. And they've been working there for like a week. Mm-hmm. And on their birthday, on the WhatsApp group chat, work chat, they said, happy birthday to me with an angry little smiley. What? And I was like, I have worked here seven years. <laughs> no one has ever wished me happy birthday. You've been here for a week. Like, I think that's a little presumptuous. And everyone was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Happy birthday. And like, two, I was like, and then we have like a little side group chat for like just managers. <laughs> And I was I like, like me, like doing the side chat on the other side chat. <laughs> I was like, oh, come on. No one has ever wished me happy birthday. And anyway, but then it's been two days later. And then another post popped up in the group chat, the normal work group chat. And she was like, thank you so much for the birthday presents. And she got a card and flowers oh and chocolates. And I was like, this is just fucking ridiculous. She's been here for a week. I've been here seven years and not <laughs> once has anyone even said happy birthday to me. And I work my birthdays. And then someone I work with, we went out for her birthday. Like, she doesn't have any friends. So she was like, I'll just get all my work friends out for my birthday. Aww. So all of us went out for her birthday. She didn't get anything. And we all went to her birthday party and she'd been there like two years. Oh my God. So was that after the, the person No, this who... was before. Uh... But then you've got this new girl who's only been there for like a week being like, she got fucking £10 flowers just because she was like, uh... happy birthday to me in a sarcastic way. I wonder if, like, what will happen next time someone else has a birthday and if she'll realise that she's been a complete twat. Yeah, it's my birthday next in the like chronological order, so... Make sure you set a reminder on your phone to say happy birthday me. I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna write if you know, if we're now doing birthday presents for people who work here, I get seven. <laughs> I am owed seven birthday presents and we eight this year. I'm claiming them all yes. as back payments. Welcome back to Journey into the Strange. I am Kaz. And I am Alf. And today we're talking about lucid dreaming. Yes. Um, How did you find lucid dreaming research before we get into it? So what I essentially did was I just went back and I didn't read any books for this, but like I have like four Chaos Magic Bits books all with like a chapter or two on lucid dreaming. Oh. And then there was like, uh, like loads of like resources on the like Chaos Magic Reddit. So I just went and read all of those. Okay, so the first book that I read a while ago was called Lucid Dreaming by Robert Wagner. And I think he sort of seemed to be a bit of a a, a master on the, on the subject. Like he's the written a lot of books. Bell. Yeah, he's written a lot of books on it. And actually, I downloaded another um, book to read on this subject just recently. And it's also by Robert Wagner, just like an updated version. Uh, and also Caroline McCready. And uh, those are my two sources for this episode, along with, say, other things, uh, such as like a subreddit, Lucid Dreaming subreddit. I haven't done that a lot. Yeah, it, it, it's a good it's a good source. You went for your normal occult spin on things. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I went for my normal scientific spin on things. So, you know, um, I feel like we're meeting in the middle. Yeah. As um, we normally do. I've still never managed to lucid dream. I keep trying. Um, we I- should probably explain what it is. For people who don't understand what it is. Yes, that's true. It's more it's more people who don't understand what it is. It's because I've known about it for a very long time. I just assume everyone else should know about it too, which is not how knowledge works. So um, lucid dreaming is basically when you become aware that you are dreaming within a dream. That is the base knowledge. No, 
that is the base understanding of it. And it's that's its core principle that you're aware that you're dreaming while you're dreaming. And more coming off from that is that you can control your dream, that you can do various things in your dream, that you can basically go wherever you want in your dream. And it just becomes your playground to do whatever the hell you want in your dream. Um, I'd say that was probably at the far end of being able to control the dream completely. And at the smaller end, just being aware that you are dreaming while you're asleep. So that's a long and short of it. So what's t- been, so for me, I've been trying really hard to lucid dream, really practicing. And the closest I have got is that I work out I'm in a dream, but I only ever really remember my nightmares. Uh, and then I have a panic attack because I can't wake myself up. So thanks for that lucid dreaming. You've made sleep a nightmare. <laughs> I have also been trying to lucid dream too, with some of the techniques that we'll probably go into in a moment. But um, yeah, haven't had any success. And the reason why I picked this topic, because I was really interested in lucid dreaming, as I said, um, for a few years now. And I got heavily into it about four years ago, maybe more than that, maybe five or five or four years ago. And um, I feel like there's a time in every 20 year old's life who's into like <laughs> anything a bit out of the norm. There's a couple of my friends, like a lot of my friends actually got into lucid dreaming. Oh. Where they're like, God, my reality sucks. I'll get into lucid dreaming. There's got to be something to that. I can change my reality, so I will. Yeah. At least my dreams will be nice. While I sleep. But that, that's the thing. Like, I, I got really heavily into it. I was reading a, a, like a full on book. Every day, like it, I'd go to the tra- on the train on my commute to work. I'd be reading in my lunch break. I'd be reading. Like I, I would literally be reading that book all the time while I was trying to do it, and I'd, I reread it. And and actually, that helps as well. Trying like thinking of lucid dreaming, making yourself aware of lucid dreaming all the time, basically kind of trains your brain to be questioning your your reality all the time. So when you are dreaming, you're more like lead to be like oh i'm dreaming because i'm i'm looking out for the signs basically i'm not i'm not passively observing my reality i am actively partaking in it um but i got really into it i was able to lucid dream quite frequently i think um at least like once a week for a period of time for like a few months while i was really like deep into it I was also taking like supplements and I ha- I have a feeling that those really were the key because I wasn't able to get my hands on them this time and um and I couldn't lucid dream at all this time didn't have one lucid dream but last last time I did it a few years ago I had supplements and I was taking them not every night but every couple of nights and like whenever uh, every few nights even and when I did have the supplements I did lucid dream and I had some fantastic dreams and it was amazing um, and then I managed to get something which is called a false awakening. I've had that. Yeah. It's really scary. So basically you, <clears throat> you wake up and, but, and you go about your day because you're awake and then you actually realize, oh, I'm dreaming, which is normally the trigger for a lucid dream. And you'd be like, yeah, I'm dreaming. I can now do whatever I want and go flying or what have you. But then... I I was like, oh, but I actually do need to wake up because it's time to, like, I thought I was ready to wake up and I was going about my normal day and then, and I was like, shit, I'm not actually awake. I need to actually wake up now. So uh, so then I woke up and I was like, great, 
that was that was weird. And then I just like would go about my normal day again and like get ready for work and like pack my bag and like get out the door. And then something strange would happen. And then you'd be like, oh, fuck, I'm dreaming. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm still dreaming. So so then you wake up again and be like, right. Wow. How strange was that? OK. Time to pack my bag again, for real. And, um, and, but it kept on happening. Like I kept on waking up and saying, this is the dream. And it was really horrible. Um, it happened like three or four times until I actually really woke up for real. And I was very much questioning my, my reality at that stage. Cause you're kind of like, what the fuck is real? Like, is this real? Am I, am I dreaming? But like, am I always alive? Am I always, am I dead? Am I dreaming? What, what is happening right now? <laughs> very scary. I have a scary story about face, false awakenings. Oh, go for it. So it's worth noting I have really bad sleep apnea, which I do nothing about. So I'm terrified <laughs> of like dying in my sleep. Oh, no. um, but one time I fell asleep in my chair and like I woke up and then I was like going about it. And then I was like, oh, this doesn't feel right. Things aren't making sense. And then like I would like I'd start skipping it. The scenes would start skipping. And I was like, oh, right. I'm still I'm dreaming. OK, need to wake up. And then I'd do it again, like you described. And then, like, mm. I'd go, get a little bit longer into it. And then things would, like, start not making sense. Like, I'd step out my door and I'd be, like, at the co-op or, you know, without the walking. And, like, then I'd do it again. But And I couldn't wake up. I was like, oh, I know I'm asleep, but I can't wake up. Um, and I'd keep forcing myself awake. And every time I did it, it would happen again and again. Mm. And I felt like... Have you seen Inception? It's a, I really don't like that movie. I but love Inception. I think it's a great movie. It felt kind of like that. Where it's like every time I wake up, I feel like I'm actually getting further away from being able to wake up. Yeah. To the point where I started to feel like I was drowning. And oh, I was like, horrible. I couldn't, every time I woke up, I couldn't breathe as well as I could the time before. And everything was like getting darker around me. And I was like, am I, I actually think I might be dying. Oh my God. Like, I think this is what dying feels like because like, I was like, I can't wake up and I can't stop falling. And every time I wake up, I feel like I'm sinking down into something. And I was like, oh God, what if it just goes all black? And I, I'm just here in this like dark room and I, I'm actually like, am I suffocating? Like, is this the sleep apnea? Am I suffocating in my sleep? And this is just my body's way of handling it. Oh my God. And like, like, this is just, these are my death throes yeah. and you're just seeing this weird put together picture of my life. And I was like screaming, wake up. And I swear, I'm not exaggerating. I actually like punched myself in the face like my body like I don't know how I did it because like you're not meant to be able to move that well when you're asleep but I punched myself really hard in the face like my like my body just shot up because I was like I don't know having such a like panic attack and like yeah punched myself and that that did wake me up and then I was like okay just I'm just gonna like look at this clock slowly just watch the like hands move around and make sure nothing skips I am awake I'm not dead that's so creepy I was like I don't know it probably wasn't dying it was probably just a really bad dream but it felt like i might be when you were doing that were you actively trying to lucid dream no at that time no ah okay that's interesting but i've been trying to like lucid dream on and off for like the last when did we start this podcast last year mm. so it wasn't within this year right so it probably wasn't one of my times where i was like actively doing it which i tried to like go off and on and on yeah I, it, I, like my it... dreams have changed since like, they've never gone back to what they were. There's always, like, a slight difference in my dreams since I really started trying to. That's interesting. That's, that's, um, it's interesting because when I had that experience, I was like, I'm out. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm fully, I can't go through that experience again. So it's interesting that you decided to go back to it as well. I don't know if I, I haven't until we started doing this episode, I was like, oh, I'll try and get back into this. But I didn't, don't think I did till that point mm, yeah um, I definitely didn't um 
I wasn't able to lucid dream at all, which is really upsetting because obviously before, I, I don't think I was good at it at all. Um, I think my dream recollection is bad to start with. Um, but that has definitely improved by doing the lucid dreaming exercises that we've been doing um, this time for research. And I've been trying to um, actively remember uh, to do dream checks and dream checks is one of the techniques that you use for lucid dreaming. So basically you check if your reality is real. So you, um, you do something that you would be able to do in your dream, but you wouldn't be able to do in reality. So my one is putting my finger through my palm. So I will get one finger on one of my hands and then try and put it through the opposite hand. And, um, in a dream, I would expect that to just shoot straight through like it, you know, like in a video game when you just like clip through something like that's kind of what I expect it to do. Um, but then obviously if you hit the palm with your finger and it doesn't go through, that is a, just, you know, a, a sign to say that you are not dreaming. This is reality. And you're meant to do those things, um, say three times to sort of like really concrete that you aren't dreaming because that's another thing your dreams will do what you expect them to do so if you are actually dreaming and you're dreaming that you're in reality the first thing that you do to do a dream check it might mirror reality so you might do it once and be like oh well it's not a dream so it encourages you to do it multiple times to really make sure that this is reality or not a dream did you have any dream tracks that you were doing? My whole thing was like looking at a clock and just seeing if it skipped or not, because like I find it really hard. My dreams are weird. Like they happen like movies. Mm. Like, I don't know. It's weird. I've read this thing once where like dreams happen in real time, but mine definitely don't. Like oh. mine playing themselves out like movies, like they skip scenes and like the editing goes weird and <laughs> like I'll be in one place and then I'll be in another place and like stuff like that. So for me, it's like I need to look at like a hands on a clock, and if they're like ticking normally, then that's real. That's cool. But uh, if not, then it's a dream biz. I just start skipping. Yeah, and that's interesting because that is what they'd probably call as a dream sign. Um, and dream signs are basically kind of the opposite of reality checks. Like with reality check, you're checking if it's reality. Dream signs will show that you are dreaming, and it's normally because, yeah, like you said, Ralph, you you dream like your dreams are movies and that's a thing that's like a theme of your dreams yeah. like i i don't have them so much anymore but when i was dreaming before um i'd always dream about trains and yeah. it's because i was getting the train um or several trains every day um so trains just featured in my dreams a lot so the whole idea would be to have oh i'm on a train could i be dreaming right now so you do a reality check yeah. so they kind of work hand in hand as in and and also technology and phones don't work for me in my dream. Yeah. I think that's a common one. Yeah. Um, when I'm, you know, doing something on my phone and it starts bugging out. Um, my phone's done that a few times recently. So I always put down the phone and go like, am I dreaming? Because this is what normally happens in my dreams. My phone goes weird. So I have to check whether I'm dreaming. But unfortunately, my phone's just been buggy. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been dreaming or having any lucid dreams, which is uh, annoying. But um yeah, it's been an interesting experience to, to start doing this again. I definitely think the supplements helped. <laughs> yes. I used to work Monday to Friday at half five for like seven months. Mm-hmm. So half five in the morning till two in the afternoon. And I did that Monday to Friday. And like that's when I had to like do the dream check because like I started to like, because I was like sleeping so weird. Mm. I like, 
and like some just odd hours here and there. It got to a point where like it, I was starting to be like, I can't work out if I'm asleep or awake, but I was also drinking a lot. So like reality became really fluid in the sense I was like, did that happen or was that a dream? Oh. And there were things like I literally or was I drunk? Um <laughs> Or did I dream it while I was drunk? Yeah, so there was, like, things where I was, like, I genuinely can't work out if that happened to me or if I was dreaming or not. And it became so weird. It was, like, living life in a almost fog. Because, That's like, weird. There was, like, times where I'd, like, have this really clear memory of being, like, so tired I couldn't walk home, so I just started crawling home. I was like, no, I couldn't be crawling home in the middle of the street at, like, <laughs> like overnight. That would, I would hurt, look, and you'd have bruises. <laughs> yeah, but I'd be like, but it seems so real. And I was like, did I do that while drunk? And I just blacked out. Mm. Or was I asleep? And then I was like, I've really got to sort this out. Do you have quite good dream recollection? Um, No, I have... Te- well, that's the thing. That's another thing that, like, trying to get into lucid dreaming did for me. Mm. Is like, I used to ha- I used to be- tell people I didn't dream. Um, it sounds so depressing. Um, I don't <laughs> I have, have any no dreams. dreams. <laughs> um, but no, like, I, I literally just didn't dream. Like, I'd maybe have one dream every six months that I could remember. But... The only thing that lucid dreaming I've ever been able to achieve by doing it is I now remember like a lot more dreams. Yeah, I agree. Which the same is thing. horrible because all my dreams are just the worst. Oh no, that's not good. Oh well. <laughs> yeah, so one of the things you're meant to do when lucid dreaming is have a dream journal and have it right next to your bed. So whenever you wake up, you can write down your dream. Which is something I do. Yeah, same. I, I have it on my phone. And um, it is something that I find quite difficult to do because when I wake up um, in the middle of the night, which I do quite often, um, and I've had a dream, I, you know, the last thing you want to do is like (laughs) roll over, get your phone out, open the app, write it down. And then, and and also it feels like as soon as you start thinking logically, it slips away from you, like it's sand for your fingers. Like you're just trying to keep hold of the details. Um, A technique that I found helped with that is to actually stay with your eyes closed in the bed not moving and then just to try and concrete the details before moving and before you start thinking about the day and before you even start thinking about picking up your phone to put it in your dream journal just think this is what happened these were the people in it this is how I felt about it and just try and like firm up that um, dream before you then roll over get your phone get your journal out and then start writing away what your dream actually was my dream journal must be so scary because I forget the context of the dreams a lot and just remember, like, images. Oh, so, yeah, like, I, just, I do that as well. <laughs> it's like, oh, the pale men with long fingers tried to hurt me. Oh, no. And then it's like, next phase, I was being chased by the Joker. Next thing, and then it's like, I had a dream about a Doctor Who script. <laughs> and then, yeah. And, and like, that's funny um, that you should say, like, Doctor Who script and stuff like that because... Um, there's been um, quite a few recorded incidents of people creating great things and masterpieces while they slept in a lucid dream. And they would use their lucid dreamings to say, like, practice or or that they saw their masterpiece in their mind before yeah before they like woke up and actually drew that or actually painted that or or they ha- or they worked on a song actively while they were asleep and then they woke up and composed it. I buy that. I've never like got to that point, but I've definitely had like some really good story ideas that have come up and I've been like, just try and hold on to like the core of that because there's like some good ideas. Usually about Doctor Who, which is weird because I don't even like that show that much. <laughs> but it usually is about that. That's interesting. Is Doctor Who in it or are you the Doctor? Or? No, it's literally just like, the, I'm, 
I think I was in one of them where I was like the companion. Ah, that's cool. But most of the time it was like just happening in front of me and I was just like watching it like you would the TV. And I was like, oh, that's a really good episode. I woke up and I was like, no, why don't they write episodes like that? <laughs> why don't you write episodes like how I dream? Yeah. Then I'd watch it. Uh, but, um, but yeah, no, I've, I've, I had some really good lucid dream experiences when I was doing it before. I had like, I normally have these anxiety dreams. Well, I used to, and this is kind of, this kind of plays into the story, but I used to have these really bad anxiety dreams and I still do to a sort of extent now. And it's always me doing something very time specific that I need to like do before a certain amount of time. And it's normally like we're going on a flight and we have to go to the airport and you have to pack your bags. But like I'm packing my bags and like there's always more stuff. And then I I put the stuff in the bag and I come back and someone's unpacked it. So I had to repack it. I have dreams. Those are the fucking worst. They're horrible. Where you're just like, oh, and sometimes I work out I'm in a dream. I'm just like, just let me wake up so I can stop doing this. And then like... <laughs> but you could use that opportunity if you realise you're dreaming um, to become, you know, if you realise you're dreaming in the dream, you're lucid. So you could potentially tra- change the that. The thing about lucid dreaming for me is a lot of times I do realise I'm in a dream, but it's so hard to hold on to. Mm. It's like, I realise I'm in a dream, but then it's like the dream almost starts like fighting back in a way. Yeah. Where like it becomes so chaotic and like... I can't hold on to anything. Is it? Does it try and, like, wake you up almost? I don't know. Not wake me up. It tries to, like, re... Oh, this is going to sound so dumb. But whenever I, like, realise I'm in a dream, I'm like, okay, I can control this narrative. But it's like then the narrative starts fighting back and, like, spiralling out of my control and getting, like, worse and worse. And I'm like, oh. no, it almost have been easier if I didn't realise I was in a dream. <laughs> Just went along with it. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. I haven't had that before. It's so weird. It's so weird when it happens where you wake up and you're like, wait, I'm in a dream fuck this, I'm going to go fly. Mm. I can just walk out of this horror scenario. Or like, oh, what was it? What? I there was. I know everyone hates about hearing people's dreams. So, like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to do too much of that this episode, but you have to touch on it. I mean, come yeah. on, it's dreaming. There was some, something bad was happening to me, like I was being tortured or something, I don't know. Um, and then I was like, okay, fuck this. I know I'm in a dream. I'm going to like jump out the window and go fly. And then I did that. And then I was like, oh, I'm in hell. Great. And I was like, wait, how do I get out of this one? And I was like, right, that's it. I'm waking up. And then it's like, no, you're not. You're just going to have to, like, stay here till you actually do wake up. And it's like, well, should have just stayed with the original dream. (laughs) Well, when you were being tortured. Yeah. At least I wasn't in hell in that one. (laughs) I don't know. Hell sounds like you could just, at least you could wander around in hell and, like, speak to the devil and stuff. No, it wasn't like that hell. It was just, like, black and just chaotic and, like, lights everywhere. Oh. Yeah. Like limbo, but in a disco, disco limbo. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I should have just stayed with the original dream. I, <laughs> I, like, I can never like lucid dream enough to like control it. But it's almost like I feel like as soon as I do that, it becomes worse. Like my dream becomes so chaotic. It makes me feel kind of like all over the place. That's interesting. Uh, apparently, well, I've, I've heard, I haven't heard your situation before, but I've heard from the books that I've been reading. I should probably mention the sources at some point as well. Um, that if you if you realise you're dreaming, they often wake up. Yeah. As in, like, the, the dream almost instant kicks you out of it because it's like, well, you're dreaming. Oh, you're asleep. Oh, well, you should be awake then, type of thing, and it kicks you out. That only happened with me in sex dreams. I was, like, having... <laughs> when you were actually enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Damn. I remember, like, there was when me and my long-term girlfriend woke up, 
They were like, I had so many like recurring dreams where we got back together and it was like perfect. And I was like, oh, I'm so happy. This is what I've always wanted. I must be. Dr- oh, fuck. And you're awake. Yeah. And then I was like cold in that stupid uni house we all in with no heating. I was like, just let me back. <laughs> it was so warm. Oh, man. The thing is, though, it's so anecdotal, all of this. Yeah. Because obviously it's all based on people's experiences. And there have been some scientific studies to say um, when they would put people to sleep or they'd ask people to go to sleep within like a sort of lab setting and they'd have a a pattern that they'd want to move their eyelids in while they were asleep. Which are basically paralyzed when you're sleeping apart from your eye movement. Um, And my fist. Uh, apparently, and your fist, where you just demon slayed yourself into reality. Oh, yeah, well, that's where I got the idea from. Yeah, there you go. Um, and yeah, so apparently people would go to sleep and then the scientists would be watching them while they sleep. And there was like a certain eye movement that they did while they were lucid dreaming to show the people who were in reality that they were lucid dreaming and that they were communicating to them while they were lucid dreaming, which just blows my mind. That's interesting, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Um, but going back to my anxiety dreams, I used to have them quite regularly. And that would, you know, they would... I used to have them all the time, actually, like really regularly. And um, and it would always be a different scenario. And it would, always be, it would always be like, oh, if you don't do it, you'll really disappoint this person or like you'll miss a flight or, you know, something big that would just really, yeah, upset me <laughs> in the waking world. The one I got all the time, which I still get is I'm at university, I've skipped like half my lessons, so like that's just reality. <laughs> but there's an exam coming on, and I've mm. skipped the lesson that tells you where the exam is. But like, I know all the answers to the exam. I know I could pass it if I could just work out what classroom it is. And you're just walking in. down corridors so, yeah, and so corridors. I'm just running around, and it's like, oh no, I failed. I haven't got my degree because I missed this one stupid exam. That's my one. That, oh, that, I- that sounds, yeah, very reminiscent of also what I have. So. And I lose my teeth a lot. Oh, apparently that means something. I don't know what that means, though. But this is why I don't buy... Lucid dreaming doesn't work for me. Because when I lose my teeth, I'm like, oh, I'm dreaming. I must be dreaming. I know I'm dreaming. Because, like, teeth don't just fall out randomly. Time to, like, wake up. Time to change the narrative. And then it's like... It just doesn't. Nope, I just don't have any teeth. And then it's like, okay, I've got to wake up at some point. I've lived, like, three days without teeth now. (laughs) It's like, no, I'm still asleep. And then it's like, oh, maybe this is just reality. I should go to the dentist. Uh, and then I wake up. That's funny. Then, um, so I started trying to lucid dream and I kept on having these anxiety dreams. And then I was, while I was learning about all the book and doing all the techniques and things like that, I, I tried to lucid dream. And then I, I was in a dream and I wasn't aware at the time, but I, it was like the day before Christmas and I was like packing all of these gifts and it was like midnight and it was creeping up and I had to get them done by the time that everyone woke up for Christmas day and I had and I was like packing all these parcels and it was like it was just like a mountain of parcels that needed to be wrapped and it wasn't getting any lower and you know how it is and it's just like this is like a building anxiety like this is never gonna get done I know we're gonna get all of this done and then um and then I was like oh that's so weird this is like one of those anxiety dreams I have and then I was like oh I I am dreaming. This is one of those dreams. And it was so weird to me because I literally said that like out loud in my dream. I was like, ha, ah, that's so funny. That's that's later you know, I have a I have a dream that I do this like all the time. And I was like, oh yeah, fuck, it's because I am dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just I was in like this weird little room and I just got out, like got up and left the room. And and it was really cool because it was really dark outside. Obviously it was like really early in the morning apparently, but then I was just like 
no, I wanted to be light out here. And then everything changed. Like the sky went bright and blue and it was really nice and sunny. And then I went like looking for like people in my dream because apparently the people in your dream, the dream figures in your dream are um, representations of facets of your subconscious. So if you find someone, you can ask them what they are and what they represent and what they can tell you about yourself. And then you're basically having a one-on-one dialogue with your own subconscious, which I think is crazy. And I would love to be able to lose a dream just to do that again, because it was mad. You find out so much about yourself. <laughs> Whenever I've met people in my dreams and I've been kind of knowing I'm asleep and can't wake up, they just end up screaming. <laughs> I'm not joking. That actually happens. Like, I know I'm awake and I can't wake up. And I met someone, I was like, do you have to let me wake up? And then just start screaming in my face. Uh, I, I worry about your subconscious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I wish I didn't know that was, like, meant to be a thing of my subconscious. Yeah, apparently that's it. Like, dream dream figures. That's horrifying. Can, well, they, they don't necessarily always have to be, but they can be, um, especially if you expect them to be. As I said before, like, dreams work on expectation a lot. So, like, if you expect them to be dream figures that talk to your subconscious, they will be. So that's an interesting one. I found someone and it was, like, a really fit, buff woman. And I was like, who are you? Like, what do you represent about me? And she was like, I'm you if you did yoga all the time or every day or something. And I was like interesting and then when I was at that point in my life I started doing yoga (laughs) I didn't be like ripped and shredded though like she was but I started picking it up and found out I really enjoyed yoga so that's kind of cool that is cool yeah I did have other lucid dreams but I can't really remember them (laughs) do some more on the techniques so we've got like the dream journal and checking your week in the sleep is there any other ones so there's a few others that I remember. There are, there's mild, which is mnemonic, mnemonic, I can never pronounce that word. Mnemonic induced dreaming, lucid dreaming. Mnemonic induced lucid dreaming. Cool. I, I can never say mnemonic. <laughs> but basically that's when, when you're going to sleep, you can um, start saying to yourself, I'm going to dream tonight. It's basically about like positive affirmations. Like I'm going to be dreaming tonight. I will know when I'm dreaming tonight. Tonight I will be aware that I am dreaming. Big one in chaos magic too. Like all their advice is like stare at a fixed point in the ceiling, try and like go into like some, you know, trance or whatever. Mm. And just like tell yourself, like be like, I am going to remember my dream. I will be the master of my dream. I will blah, 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 blah. Mm. You know how it goes. Yeah. Um, Basically the same thing, but in chaos magic is all like, you know, all that rubbish about... It's my will to... Yeah, all yeah. that rubbish about will and stuff. <laughs> but, um, but basically the same thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you're meant to do that, and as you fall asleep, you will start remembering your dreams, basically. Yeah. Um, I haven't found that one works particularly for me. It's also because apparently you start dreaming... Um, you start lucid dreaming because um, you start lucid dreaming when you go into your REM cycle, which I think is the fifth stage of sleep. So you have to go through the restorative parts of sleep first, which is deep sleep. So if you've got like a Fitbit sleep tracker like I do, um, it will tell you like you had all your deep sleep generally at the beginning of the night. So you go into sort of like your deep restorative repair cycle where your cells regenerate and you like, you know, you do what sleep is meant to do for you and actually like repair your body and help you. And then towards the end of the night, 
So the sort of last few hours of your sleep, that's when you're really prone for lucid dreaming because you're able to um, you're able to get into this REM cycle a lot quicker because you've yeah. done all your restorative stuff. And now it's just onto the REM cycle, which is called rapid eye movement. It stands for rapid eye movement. And it's because your eyes actually like do actually rapidly move from side to side when you're dreaming in your REM state. Yeah, you can see that in my dog. Like you can see when you look at animals when they're dreaming, like mm. you can see their eyes moving. Yeah, and it's often when they're doing that that they'll they'll run or something. Yeah. Try and it's because they are actively dreaming at that stage. It's so cute. It is funny, I wonder what it? Spot's thinking about when he's dreaming. Oh, chasing and, things. Yeah, he can't do that in real life anymore. That's it's why not, he lucid dreams. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's a good dog. Mm, yeah. And then, um, what's another? Not what's another good one of dreaming? Um. That's basically all the chaos magic ones. And then it's like, try and remember your dreams. The dream journal is a big thing in that mm. one. Uh, try And then it's just like, at first, don't try and like control the dreams. That comes later. Just try and like remember them. Mm. Remember how you feel in them. Remember when you were like, aware of your own presence in them. And then slowly just try and like start stepping out and like doing, don't try to be like, hey, it's night and day. Just be like, just try and go the different direction than you would be. I'd just be like, I'm going to turn around now. Mm, I'm going to go and see what this direction brings me. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't try and go crazy and do advanced techniques before yeah. you... Yeah, don't run before you can walk, basically. Yeah. But um, there's a couple more that I know about that I read from the... Um, one I, I learned from the Reddit, which is WILD. Um, I can't remember what it stands for off the top of my head, but it's basically when you're... You... you settle down into sleep and you basically try and meditate. So I guess it is a little bit like the chaos magic one as well. Like you're literally trying to sort of meditate your way back into dreaming. So you're thinking of dreams. You're trying to like pick up where you left off from your last dream. You're trying to sort of actively kind of step into dreaming from awakeness. So you lower everything down. Like you don't go to sleep, but you stay uh, aware. So you stay aware and then you also, you try and sort of step and cross that boundary into lucid dreaming. Um, and I have had a little bit of success with this, but it takes a while because obviously you need to like dedicate actual time in your day to like, I'm going to sit down for a couple hours and then maybe have a nap and try and do this. You I know? swear all of this just sounds so much easier with weed. Yeah, well, that's the thing. <laughs> um, the third um, one that I know, it, I guess it is a technique. Um, it's called wake back to bed. So basically with the REM cycles that we were talking about, it, you're basically meant to set an alarm. So if you say go to bed at like 10, you set an alarm for four. So you've had a good amount of deep sleep and then you get up, then you do something like you either walk around you read a book, you basically try and wake yourself up to the point of where it would be hard to get back to sleep again. So it's from around like sort of 20 minutes to 40 minutes. So you've done all your restorative stuff. So basically the idea is to go back to sleep and then either try one of those other two techniques or any other techniques. So you can basically, again, step and cross into um, lucid dreaming quicker because you don't have to do any of the restorative stuff. So you can basically just like jumpstart into a lucid dream because you should be you you've done all your pre-sleeping now you can do the fun stuff oh that's interesting because i do that without meaning to because i wake up at like four in the morning because i have to go to the toilet mm. um and then i like get up check my facebook go on like reddit 
and then I fall back asleep. And that's when I always dream. I wake <laughs> up at like four in the morning every time. And then like the next two hours, I'm more likely to dream in after I've like checked Reddit and like just wandered around and had an argument with the cat. And apparently that is what you're meant to do. You're meant to, it's meant to be hard to go back to sleep. Well, yeah. not hard, but like it's meant to be like normal to go back to sleep after that. Not like it's super easy because you're already sleepy. So it's like, sleep yeah, time. yeah, there's definitely like when I lay down again, I'm like, oh, I'm never going to sleep now. Yeah. And then I do. Which has also made me realise that, you know, throughout doing all of these things that we've been doing, that I am horribly sleep deprived, even though I I don't think that, I didn't think that I was before. But like, you know, most of these techniques, you need to be sort of lying down, you need to be thinking consciously, you need to be like, I am going to dream, I'm going to dream, I'm going to dream. You know, you do all these things. I am dead asleep as soon as my head hits the pillow. And apparently you're meant to be, you know, you're meant to be Mm. trying to go to sleep for about sort of 15 to 20 minutes. And I was like, are you crazy? I am (laughs) literally asleep, dead asleep within five seconds. And I am a very deep sleeper. So I don't think any any of it is like conducive to me being a good lucid dreamer. (laughs) I tend to think I sleep a lot, but I don't. I go to bed about 12, 1 in the morning most nights and then I wake up about six and no I wake up at four. Oh my go to god the wow, that and, is not enough sleep. No no but then I go back to bed and wake oh, up about Oh okay I was gonna say if you get up at four it's like that is only four hours. To go sleep, to the mate. toilet you're interrupting <laughs> me too soon. I get up about four to go to the toilet and then I fall back to sleep and get up about seven. Right. Uh so I'm still getting like seven hours about six if you count the hour where I'm up and like going to the toilet and stuff. Yeah. Um which isn't that much really. No that's that's what I thought as well because I, I have my Fitbit which tells me when I go to sleep and when I set my alarm in the morning, it's like, you will have eight hours, you know, if you sleep and then wake up at this time. But I normally don't go to sleep immediately. Like I'll do some shit. I'll be on my phone, which is probably not good as well. And then I will then, uh, yeah, uh, my Fitbit tells me I'm awake. I've been awake shuffling around for an hour. So that's an hour I'm not getting back that I'm sleeping. So I'm really only getting about on a good night, seven hours. Yeah. If, if on like an average night, six and a half. And apparently you need more than that. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> well, Vince McMahon in, from WWE, he was famous for the fact he only slept four hours a night for the, his entire life because he didn't see the point in sleep. <laughs> I mean, I see the point in sleep. I wish I didn't have to. <laughs> this actually uh, brings me to a funny story. Well, it's not a funny story. It's it's, it's lame. But um, on The Sims, you know The Sims. Freaking love The Sims. When I was 17, I bought my girlfriend at the time, Sims 3. Oh, yes. I'm not exaggerating. I didn't see her for two weeks. It's, it is very addictive, I've got to say. Like, well, this is a waste of money. <laughs> I wanted to see you more for my gift that I gave you. I not wanted rewards for the gift. Not- yeah, exactly. <laughs> I also play Sims 3. This is actually what the story relates to is Sims 3. I got it way after it was released, actually, because I'm, I'm the diehard Sims 2 fan when it came out, when, when I was like 14. Freaking love that game. And um, I bought Sims 3 in my adulthood because I was like, I want to relive those glory days. And um, I bought Sims 3 and I have this thing which I realise is not great for playing The Sims, but I want to complete games like I want to complete the sims that is obviously not how you're meant to play the sims um so I had this character who I basically made to be like amazing at everything like she maxed out all of the skills like because I I'm like yeah that's how you that's how you're meant to play the sims 
actually, no, that's not true. I had the when I started because they start from adulthood and her partner have a child, and then that child was the glory child who would know every single skill and would know all of the things and would be amazing in every career path that she ever took on. And I would unlock all of the rewards associated with that sim. And in any case, um, you get to a certain point where you have enough like reward points that you can buy skills. And one of the skills that I bought that I was aiming for was you don't need to sleep anymore. <laughs> like you don't need to sleep. Like your character just doesn't get sleepy. Their, their sleep bar is just like scratched off from their needs bar. And I was like, fuck, that would be the most amazing thing. I would love not to sleep. Think of all the stuff that I could get done with an additional eight hours of awake time every day. And... Um, yeah, that's my dream, basically. I was talking about this with Brian and I was like, oh, wouldn't that be the best thing? And he was like, oh, no, I choose not to eat. And I was like, no, I love eating. Eating's great. <laughs> I don't want to give up eating, but he'd give up eating and I'd give up sleeping. Not being able to sleep sounds like my absolute worst nightmare. Like- <laughs> but no, obviously you wouldn't have any of the effects of like no, sleep no, deprivation. No, even still. Like, oh. <laughs> the idea would be like trapped in my own brain without a break every day. I'd be like... I'm stuck with myself all day, every day. Oh, God. <laughs> like, at least when I'm sleeping, I, like, have a little break and I wake up. I'm like, okay, it's me and you, brain. Time to have a better day than yesterday. Oh. But if it was, like, all the time, I'd be like, shut up, shut up. Just <laughs> fucking shut up. I hate you. Just, I need a break. It's probably, it's probably true, actually. I'm probably not thinking of the psychological implications of actually all of this. But I think it would be amazing. Think of all the books I could read. All the shit I could get done. See, this is why when people are like, Oh, you still only work at co-op. Your life must be so miserable. Like, oh, I work like sometimes three days a week. I can do loads more. Yes. Just because I have no ambition doesn't mean I'm miserable. And then they're like, well, what about kids and stuff? I'm like, well, I don't want kids. No, I agree. Anyway, this has nothing to do with lucid (laughs) dreaming. It got very, um, yes, anyway. Um, But yeah, I think not sleeping would be fantastic. But it's also made me realise... But is that not the appeal of lucid dreaming? Because, like, to a productive person, it's like, well, now I've made dreaming sleeping productive. Yeah, I can now do shit in my dream and I can practice stuff. And there have been many case studies, actually, in that book that I mentioned by Robert Wagner. Um, He... He's a comic book. It's probably not the same Robert Wagner. There's something Robert Wagner did to do with comics. Maybe he is a comic writer and also a lucid dreamer writer. I don't think so. Maybe not. Or maybe he's a musician. Anyway. Some... <laughs> it could be anyone. Let's face it. Yeah. <laughs> but the Robert Wagner that I'm talking about, um, he mentioned a, a, a person in his book who was a swimmer and he was like an average swimmer. He wasn't anything special. Um, he was being coached, but he was like bottom of the class basically. But then he used his lucid dreaming to actually um, swim and practice swimming at night. So he could, he, you know, he woke up in his dream. He started swimming uh, and he would get faster and he could actually use the space around him to say, I want to change the camera angle so I can see myself from the side. So you can be swimming, but seeing yourself on the side so you can perfect your technique. Yeah. Or you could say he wanted to swim through like, jelly or something or something really thick so you could like build the muscles on your arm and perfect your technique uh, or you could like swim through bubbles or just swim through the air so you could you don't even need water to be being resistant against you you just get very good at the motion type thing and apparently 
by using this, he was able to like fly ahead to the top of his class, and um, yeah, that was. Uh, I can't remember the name of the study, but um, but it was in the book by Robert Wagner. So I'm curious mm. how much of because I think we can probably agree lucid dreaming is something one can achieve as we both and other people we know have achieved some variants of it yeah but how much of like stuff like that do you think falls into law of attraction territory where it's like if you get good at this and buy my books then you'll become like head of the class like i I guess my question is how useful do you think lucid dreaming can be in real life and how much of it is kind of hype as a fix all it's difficult to say isn't it because i guess if you lucid dream very easily maybe none of this is new to you you're kind of like wait what every no one can like tell when they're dreaming i always tell when i'm dreaming and maybe they just have that experience all the time and they go flying and have amazing experiences while they sleep and like just have all the fun and and that's that's amazing. But then maybe to, uh, you know, people like us, it's really freaking hard. You can dedicate a lot of your waking life to trying to learn how to lucidly dream and still have no results. <laughs> and I guess my point is, if you do get results, how helpful do you think that is? Do you think that can, like, change your life for the better? Or do you think it's just, like, a cool add-on? I think it could be both. It, it depends how deep you get into it, doesn't it? Because, obviously, I had... I had a few lucid dreaming experiences, but the one that I got something out of was just asking that dream character, hey, who are you? And she was mm. like, well, I, I'm you if I did yoga every day. And I was like, okay. And then never done yoga before that point, did yoga, found out I really enjoyed yoga. So, I mean, I guess that's like a, just a fun addition to life, but then that could really change your perspective on things. And I think also being able to have that one-on-one dialogue with your subconscious could yeah. really unlock a lot of things within you good or bad yeah um, screaming yeah exactly (laughs) why do they scream i want (laughs) to know (laughs) but um yeah it's interesting because there's also something else i wanted to mention um if you are someone who doesn't have to use external triggers to sort of know things to remember things if you're very consciously aware of your life so I rely on a calendar constantly like if I didn't write things down in my calendar I would just not turn up to anything because I am reliant on that to an extent where I wish I wasn't see everyone jokes about me having a terrible memory and I don't know where this comes from because like I have never once in my entire life written anything down that's crazy and like I mostly remember things yeah like, I remember when we were meant to be meeting up, but I remember, like, my social calendar, I remember my work date, so I remember, like, all that shit. That's kind of crazy, really, because I don't at all. Like, if I if you took away my calendar, I would be like, oh, fuck knows what I'm doing tomorrow. Like, I don't <laughs> remember any of these things. I have very... I need that external stimulus to sort of say, this is what you're doing, and I'm like, right. And external cues, that's what I'm trying to say. But if you have very good internal cues, like you do, and you're able to say remember to ask yourself if you're lucid dreaming or if you say to yourself i am going to lucid dream tonight you'll probably be more likely to do that because you you know and you rely on your internal clock of being able to say oh yeah i told myself i was going to remember to dream tonight oh and i am so that's it it shows that you are sort of prone and geared towards lucid dreaming Whereas I feel that I am basically just not aware of my conscious body at all. So, yeah. And and it's the same thing with that. If if you're constantly aware that you are dreaming um, or not dreaming, you could be going around your conscious life going like, I am 
in this room and I'm going to open this door. But because I am awake, I will just see a room beyond this door and I will go down to the kitchen and I will pick up a mug and make coffee and it will all be normal because I am not dreaming. Whether, you know, if you have that same dialogue when you're in a dream, you'll be like, well, I'm in a room and I'm going to open this door and there's going to be like a crazy rainbow bridge beyond the door because the door because I'm dreaming type of thing. You know, you could have that sort of like conscious dialogue with yourself. Whereas I feel I just don't have that. That that element of of me is missing, is completely lacking. But then I think someone like you who obviously has that in a dialogue and, and is able to rely on internal cues rather than external cues, you're much more likely to be able to lose a dream. Which is funny because I never really have. <laughs> this is so weird, isn't it? But I don't know. I work out I'm in my dreams a lot. Just my dreams don't really care that I've worked it out and still do what they want. See, that's interesting. It's horrible. Yeah, because it's like that. that's almost horrible. That is horrible because you're trapped. Yes. At that point. Yeah, I really hate it. Yeah. Learning about trying to lucid dream has ruined my sleep. Oh, no. But, but maybe you'll just forget about it and then yeah. it'll all go back to how it was where you couldn't you couldn't even remember them before because that's how that's how oh, I'll probably so end up going. Nice. Oh. Stupid chaos magic. <laughs> was there anything else that chaos magic like touched on with lucid dreaming? Um, there was a lot about the spiritual not spiritual, you know in like chaos magic where it's like there's a thing with like ether than what we're in and if like where it's like you can like form like servitors and stuff like that oh yes I yeah a lot that. of that it's like lucid dream is a really good way to like almost like oh, what's the, it's really annoying me that i can't remember that word that you're meant to go into when you're agnostic say that's it yeah 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 um i remembered things <laughs> yeah it's annoying that was really annoying me because i used that like time like whenever i talk about you it you said a trance and i was like yeah, you mean a gnostic i did um, <laughs> so yeah it's like um, that's a really good way of doing that where it's like you can like hit that bit where you're like more in the ether of the universe more easily and that kind of makes sense to me whereas like your dreams are kind of like the stuff that you pull on to make sigils and stuff like where you're putting stuff out into the universe and it's all like this one big weird like realm that we don't really get to touch on but it's a lot easier to touch on when you're like lucid dreaming and if you see where the dream takes you it probably take you into like that kind of territory Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so, you know, when I'm dreaming about being stuck in hell and not being able to wake up, maybe <laughs> I'm doing some weird kind of advanced magic of, like, travelling between realms. Yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> I, yeah, I do think, like, maybe you could ask the internet, like, what the internet thinks of, you know, being aware but not being able to control your dreams. Yeah, maybe. It is, it is something. Because if you could, the thing is, oh, I, I didn't really finish my story before. When I did my amazing going from my anxiety dream to my lucid dream, I don't have anxiety dreams anymore. Well, I, I still do, but they're very infrequent. Before, they used to be literally every night, and I used to have them all the time, which is why it triggered me to think, ha, this is like what I'm dreaming. But um, I don't really have them anymore. I do have them very infrequently, maybe like once a month or so, but like not how it used to be at all. And I've also heard from the same book that I was reading, that when people confront their nightmares, that they have a repeating nightmare over and over and over again. But then when they actually become lucid in that nightmare and they, like, scare away the demon or the monster or whatever's chasing them, they don't have that dream again. So I do wonder if it's something that maybe you could do as well, like, if you actually end up being able to free yourself from the 
entrapment of your dream while lucid, then maybe you won't have that again. No, I work out I'm dreaming all the time when I lose my teeth and I still have the fucking dream. Yeah, uh, yeah but that's what I mean. Like, if you manage to like grow your teeth back, yeah, maybe, maybe you'd be like, huh, I don't have that dream anymore. I don't know. It's just something, something I... Maybe I find when- it fascinating how my brain is actually out to torture me. Like, I mean, I was talking about lucid dreaming. They're like, yeah, when I work it out, I get to control my dreams. And my brain's like, no, I will make you suffer. You will not control me. Yeah, it's interesting. Even though I am you. Yeah. Hmm. What does that say about your subconscious? God knows. It's probably not. working against you. <laughs> well, I've known that my whole life. Hey, Ralph, have a drink. Uh, it seems like a bad idea. No, have one. All right, I guess I'll go into hungover for work on Christmas Eve. <laughs> oh, no, and I'm out to like four o'clock doing speed. Oh, man. And then I had to work like two hours afterwards. Jesus. Yeah, so it came up being like, I think I might die. <laughs> when was that? It was like 2015. Oh, okay. I went out like, yeah, I was like, I'll have one drink because I have to work like Christmas Eve tomorrow. So it's going to be super busy. So I don't want to be like too hungover or anything. And I ended up back at like a really good friend's house, but I wasn't with the really good friend. I was with her brother. Mm. It was like, I wasn't speed. It was coke. He was like, hey, like, <laughs> do you want to do like a load of coke? I was like. Yeah, why not? I'm quite drunk. <laughs> this sounds like a great idea. I've only drunk like a bottle of vodka. This can't be bad. Holy crap. And then like I stayed up to like half five and then I got to work at eight and I was like, hmm, it'll be a miracle if I survive today. Like, No point in sleeping now. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what my subconscious does to me. Yes. Well, I, I, if you do keep on doing it or find a way of like trying to make it not happen by... Say becoming lucid in your dreaming and, and like, you know, saying, fuck you, I'm out of here. And then you walk out of hell or whatever. Yeah, I've just got to keep going. I wonder if that, yeah, it would be nice but to hear it your feels progress. like I'm in the Matrix mm. where, like, you wait. But have you ever heard that theory that in the Matrix, when Neo woke up, the world he wakes up into is another Matrix. Oh, simulation like, within a, a simulation. Yeah, it's a fan theory, and that's how they trick people. I feel like my brain does that to me, where I'm like, I've woken up, I know I'm in the Matrix, I know this is a dream, and then it's like, ha, but I'll dream about, I'll build a dream around this dream, and you can escape from one, but you'll be stuck in the other. <laughs> but what if you could be free in all of them? Yeah, that's the thing. Got to watch the Matrix to get tips. <laughs> Do the thing with the spoon. Yeah, I never got that. <laughs> because, oh, I, as a kid, I didn't realise they were doing it psych... Psycho... Psychopath. Psychologic. No. No. Um, <laughs> Telepl- telep- yeah, tele- telepathic. No, I can't say that word. What tele- is wrong tele- Oh, man. Telepathically. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so I would, like, go around bending spoons with my hands, being like, <laughs> I'm in the Matrix, mum. It's just like, you're just ruining perfectly good spoons. <laughs> and then I'd be like, there is no spoon. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so they can't be ruined Uh if they don't exist. And then she was like, well, they're not in the fucking Matrix, you fucking idiot. I'm going to have to buy more cutlery now. Yeah. So, after our escapade into lucid dreaming... um, how much do you believe in it? I mean, I'd say I believe in it like 100% because like you've done it. People I know have done it. I've sort of done it. So it's hard not to believe. Yeah. That it's a thing at least like that you can achieve and 
does have results and is possible. It's interesting because like this is probably the only one that I really have said like this it feels like magic to me because yeah. we've done a lot of the other things like astrology and the Kabbalah and like things that are like but did we actually do the Kabbalah? Well, that's debatable. But um but you know, chaos magic and stuff like that. And yeah. and along the way I'm always questioning like, are these things actually real? Like, you know, am I actually doing real magic? Is this happening? Like I guess with tarot, I kind of had the epiphany when I was like, oh my God, there's actually something to this type thing. But I guess even now I question that. But this is the first thing that I've actually practiced and know that you can actually practice and do and yeah. then be like, oh, you can actually, this is a skill that yeah. you can learn. Like this is actually, it's not woo-woo crazy magic. Like this is actually real. Yeah, no one's going to laugh you out the building. Like if I was to go up to people and be like, I do chaos magic. They'd be like, well, you're fired. You're <laughs> clearly off your head. But if I was like, oh, I practice lucid dreaming, they'd be like, well, that's just a, um, no one at work likes me. But no one at work listens to me. So they're like, oh, right, whatever. Put some stock out. But yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. it's something that's, it's a lot easier to like believe in training your mind than it is in, like it is training your mind. And that's not something that's made up without basis in reality. Like people can do things to, train their mind to react a certain way yeah and i do feel like even if you don't practice lucid dreaming there have been people who've been like oh yeah no i realized i was dreaming one time when yeah. i was asleep and, and it's kind of like something that's even if you can't and have never done that before you probably know someone who has so it's not like a completely outlandish statement to say i suppose the question becomes to me it not if you believe lucid dreaming exists or not but what you believe lucid dreaming can do for you. Like I kind of asked earlier, it's like, well, yes, I believe in lucid dreaming, but do I believe in lucid dreaming to the point where like you can do the chaos magic thing of like starting to alter your life through dreams and mm. start to like create changes in your dreams that affect your life or affect how you view your life or like your thing of like, do I believe in lucid dreaming to the point where you can like make you an amazing swimmer? Yeah. Like, because like we both believe it happens, but how much do we believe it, that it can have an effect on a real world outside yeah. of the dream like i think that's where the kind of belief in woo woo stuff comes into me yeah on the whole basis oh yeah no that that's that's true actually i think i am i think i do believe on that level as well because there's so many things that say like you know your brain cannot distinguish between real experiences and visualized experiences so for me, thinking that you could practice something in, I mean, that's the thing. Like if you, can you practice something like a language? If you don't know that language because it's not in your brain, so how would you be able to practice it in a dream? Because obviously the only thing that your dream is drawing from is your brain. So how would you be able to practice a language? That's where the chaos magic thing comes in where it's like, it is magic because you could do that. And like, you might, they wouldn't say you can wake up knowing the language, but if you try and learn the language, it'll come easier to you. Right, okay. Yeah, that's interesting. See, I think because, like, personally, like, of all the things we studied, this is the one I've really tried hard at and had a really negative experience. Mm. With, yeah, so it does I, sound like you have. <laughs> I'm always a bit like, lucid I don't like that. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I believe it's a thing. Um, Will you carry on doing it? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I am tired of waking up in hell. <laughs> <laughs> As one would be. 
I love it. You just, you just wake up in hell and be like, oh, this again. Yeah, and this isn't even a metaphor. I'm not saying oh, I wake up in my bed and my daily life is hell. No, no, I wake up in, like, hell. To, like, do an experiment for me. Instead of, like, the weird hell that you go to where it's, like, limbo but on steroids, go to, like... Like, like Futurama's robot hell. I will try. Yeah, and then just... I would be so happy if my hell, like, had, like, old time singing. Yeah, Like in that exactly. Futurama episode. Or, like, I don't know, a lava floor. Or yeah. just something that isn't... Or the Beastie Boys. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs> or just something that isn't just, like, the void with lights. Yeah. Yeah, try and do that. I shall. Report back next week. I want to know. I will do my best. Yay. Because it, 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 that's the thing. Like, it sounds like you're... Easily able to lose it. You're, you're easily a- able to lose it. Then my brain beats me. Yeah, but then it's, it's, it's so like your brain is like beating you into being like, no, you will stay in this dream. Yeah, thing, it's rather so than, weird. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing is, you know how people say you don't experience pain in dreams? Well. That is such bullshit. Really? It's like whenever I'm lucid dreaming, I'm like, or whenever I'm like, hey, I'm in a dream. I'm going to wake up. And it's like, you can't experience pain in dreams. So I just bite my hand to try and wake myself up. And then in the dream, I swear, I'm like, oh my God, that really hurts. Oh no. But it can't because I'm not biting my hand. But the whole thing, you can't experience pain in dreams. I just do not believe. But then it's the same thing. It's like your brain doesn't know between real and not real. So Such bullshit. It's interesting. It's so strange. You seem to have a completely different experience to like everything that I've read. Which yeah, is I've not weird. read anyone. I, I feel like listeners are going to think I'm making all of this up. <laughs> but I'm really not. It just, it's, it's been such a weird experience. I think you just probably have a lot of issues you need to work through and your brain's just torturing yourself because like your subconscious is a little bit fucked up maybe. A stupid brain. <laughs> but um, I think it's cool. I believe in it. I think I've always believed in it, to be honest with you. I've experienced it, so I know it's real. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't know whether I'm going to continue doing it, though, because that's the thing. It does take up... When I'm really fully in it, like I'm reading it, listening to audiobooks on it, I'm podcast on it, I'm doing the dream checks. I set reminders on my phone to do the dream checks and trying to do the dream checks without the reminders on my phone. It's always kind of like, if you see an object, like a houseplant, do a reality check. And, and, and it's... It's, it's trying to remember to do all of this in my day-to-day life when I'm also trying to do so many other things. So yeah, it just gets a bit overwhelming having to remember to do all of these other these things and also my day-to-day life. And then when you're going to go to sleep, trying to remember to say the things and like do the mnemonics and try and remember that I need to dream tonight. And really, all I want to do is fucking sleep because yeah. apparently I'm sleep deprived. <laughs> You'd have to, it'd be so, yeah, to do it every night, like, it's like, brushing your teeth before you sleep, to me, is a massive effort, but I do it, because I know that has to be done. Mm. Lucid dreaming doesn't have to be done. Yeah. And, like, if I'm in my bed and it's, I'm going to sleep, I'm just going to go the fuck to sleep. Maybe I'll get to a point in my life where I'm not sleep deprived, where I'm not trying to do too much. I mean, let's face it, that's never going to happen, but, like... Maybe maybe on holiday or something when I don't have to be like up for work or if I don't, you know, maybe if I actually get my sleep back under control, maybe then I can start doing it and have a good experience of it. Or maybe when that website starts working again, I'm going to buy all the pills because they really work. Like I, they 100% worked last time. I was trying to do it without. And then I bought these pills because my friend at work recommended that I take them. And then I, I took them and holy shit, they really work. When you say supplements, are they like... They're like sleep 
They're, they're not illegal. Well, they used to not be illegal. They don't sell them on Amazon now, which is mm. annoying because that's how I got them before. And then they have, they're called Lucid Esque, E S C. So Lucid E S C, and um, and they work really well. I don't know what they have in them. I think they had like some. They was all like natural plant extracts and stuff, and like things that were is meant to like make you have good sleep. So I don't feel like this is a code for weed. I don't know. It's definitely not. It's definitely not weed. <laughs> it just sounds like a natural plant extract. You know, yeah, it does. <laughs> makes it's you not. have vivid dreams, so on. I think all that weed would do the opposite for me. It probably just put me to sleep even more. Like, would just knock me out, you know? Yeah. I I think, like, when I did weed, it was sort of like that thing I'd fall asleep while high and not be fully asleep, though, and just kind of be in and out. And, like, yeah, the dreams would kind of merge into, like, not, like, no one hallucinates on weed, but you have such vivid daydreams. Yeah, like, you're in and out of sleep. Yeah. But is it really, is it dreaming or is it daydreaming? Or, yeah. you know, what you, that, which is kind of like the wild technique, because you're sort of treading that boundary between awakeness and asleepness. <laughs> That's not a word, but you know what I mean. And um, yeah, you know, it, yeah, maybe if I did all these things, I could continue with it. But actually, I'm kind of done with it for the time being. Like, I'm annoyed I didn't get to lucid dream in this period of time of us researching it. And honestly, it'd be quite nice to not have to be like checking my awakeness <laughs> all the time and doing all the dream checks because it, do- it does like kind of take up a lot of time and now it's got to the point at this you know stage in a week when we're, we're close to recording the thing pops up on my phone and i'm like um are you dreaming and i'm like eh, i don't think so <laughs> and then yeah. I just, like i don't do the dream tracks and i mean and that's part of the problem right you know you have to be dedicated to it in order to lose a dream and i just don't have that time or want to dedicate that amount of my life to it so maybe in the future because i do believe it's real but not right now not right now Makes sense. Yeah. I understand. So, what are we going to be doing next time? I don't know. I haven't actually thought of anything. Like, <gasps> well, we have the list. This is so unprepared of you. I know. I'm sorry. I had COVID. You had... Oh, yeah, you did have COVID. I forgot that you had COVID. That was a while ago now. Yeah. But it's still my <laughs> excuse for everything. Sure. Like, when I do a bad... When I didn't do well at, like, work. And I had my, COVID one time. Yeah, my manager was like, why was that bad? I was like, oh, COVID. I had COVID, yeah. <laughs> So, do you want me to read them out? No, no, I can, I can read. Oh, I don't know. Um, I'll pick something. No, what, what, what's been, what have you been really interested in for a long time that you've been wanting to do? I feel like we don't have it written down, but I wanted to do something like look into like witchcraft. Yeah, we should totally it's do witchcraft. Such a big episode. Yeah. So we'll probably not look at all of it, but maybe we can just say we like put our foot in the, in the next episode. I'd love to do witchcraft. That sounds great. Yeah. We'll do that. Okay. But like I say, it's such a vast thing with so many different schools of thought. Like, I yeah. don't think we'll, like, in one episode, I don't think we'll have to, like, cover even a fraction of it. So we can be like, well, this is like a base episode. I think of- it'd be difficult to do, unless we do, like, a, a multi-parter. But we, if we wanted to do a multi-parter, we would have to sort of definitely look into it to start with and then segregate the work that I we find out of that. I think we have to do a multi-parter. I think we can do, like, this is a part one to be continued at yeah. some point. Like, we'll try our best to, like, find something and then, you know, we'll we'll try our best to, like, find general knowledge on the subject and then, like, as we get a little bit more knowledge we can break it down into subsections and, like, look yeah. at them. 
I totally agree because I was going to say if we do do a multi-parter, we're going to have to know what the hell witchcraft is to begin with in order to break it down into like yeah. different episodes. So I think it's a great idea just to do an overall witchcraft. Let's dip our toe in. Let's find out what it's about yeah. at a very high level. And uh, unless something really piques our interest, which we could potentially do in a mini-sode, yeah. don't dive too deep. Yeah, and just like look at different schools of thought. And- yeah. Get a very surface level of the whole thing as yeah. a whole. Yeah. And then, yeah, see where we go from there. Yeah. Oh, I'm interested. I've got so many books on witchcraft that I've been wanting to read, so I can actually look through that list now and be like, which one of these do I want to read? I so. have none, but I am interested in the subject, so, yeah, we can do that next time. Yeah. Oh, it's exciting. Cool. I did want to get back into the occult, because I feel like we've... Although we did... Recently, we did ghosts. That's not really a cult. That's just spooky. No, that's the thing. It is just spooky. And we have done, like, a few other occulty things recently. But, like, I don't feel like we've done, like... Like, witchcraft is very much in the occult. And I want to, like... Yeah, we could fully dive into the occult in that way. And I want to practice as well. I don't want to... Like, the the only... I mean, I have tried to practice a few of the subjects that we did in and definitely lucid dreaming I was practicing, but I really enjoyed trying to do something actively for the podcast. So it's like, I want to try and, if we're doing witchcraft, I want to do some witchcraft, (laughs) you know? (coughs) I do. So I'm going to do some rituals, whatever. Sounds good. What you do in witchcraft. (laughs) Sounds good to me. It'd be interesting to see what the crossovers are with chaos magic as well and other schools of magic that we've come across as well. Yeah, I'd be interested in that. Mm. And this is going to sound male-centric, but it'd be interesting how female-centric it is, woman-centric. I mean, I imagine. Very. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. so. (laughs) I wonder if I'd be like reading this as a man being like, this doesn't feel meant for me at all. We have masculine and feminine sides to every person, so... I like Gilmore Girls. That's it. Connect with the Gilmore Girls side of you. Yeah. (laughs) Brilliant. I'm excited. Cool. Me too. Yeah. Um, This is Journey into the Strange. We have an email probably. Yeah, it is journeyintothestrange at gmail.com. And I've been, and we have an Instagram and... uh, That's also Journey into the Strange. I am not very creative with the username handles and I don't think I should be either. And I've been Ralph. And I have been Kaz. Thank you so much for listening and goodbye.